0: Well, as we come to the Lord's table, I want to remind you that this is uh, primarily a table of blessing. It does bring judgments, but it's primarily a table of blessings that we ought to look forward to. In Luke twenty-two fifteen, 15, Jesus said, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you. Can you say that? With fervent desire, I've desired to eat this Passover, this uh, communion meal with you. And Jesus wasn't the first one to say this. You see this over and over in the Old Testament. David longed for the tabernacles of God. He longed to offer up the peace offerings with the fellowship meals that followed. And he said this, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now it does mention a condition. Uh, walking uprightly before we receive uh, these blessings, but focus in on that blessing. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. This is one of the reasons why Numbers 10 verse 10 spoke of the day of communion meals as the day of your gladness. The day of your gladness. This is really supposed to be Not a funeral dirge, not a a thing that we, oh, communion again, I'm going to feel guilty. No, we've already cast our sins at the cross of Christ, and we come now to receive blessings from His hand. I did a computer search of all of the different communion meals in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it's just an incredibly huge number of those passages that have the words joy, rejoicing, uh, that are connected with them or gladness. Uh, passages like this: "You shall eat there before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice." And another one that speaks of rejoicing greatly over the Passover. Or Nehemiah 12 verse 14 it says, "God made them rejoice with great joy. Why did they look forward to the communion meal? Was it because, uh, you know, they love getting whipped, you know, discipline? Uh, I don't think anybody likes getting whipped to discipline. That does happen, but when we've come, cleansed in the blood of Christ, We can come with expectation that the Lord loves to bless His people. And the Scripture says that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and He adds no sorrow with it. So let me give you a tiny sampling of some of the kinds of blessings that I found in my computer search that are connected with the Lord's table, uh, communion meals, when our hearts are set upon Him. And perhaps uh, some of these blessings will cause some of you younger children who are not yet taking communion, to prepare your hearts uh, to seek the Lord and to understand the gospel in this communion meal, because it's a blessing intended for you as well. First blessing that I want to mention is Psalm 22, verse 26. It says, The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek Him will praise Him. So there's there's a, a There is a a condition there, poorness of spirit, seeking after the Lord, but it says they shall eat and be satisfied. I've read a number of biographies of wealthy people, powerful people, who were utterly depressed, had no satisfaction in life, but he says any one of us can, when we're coming rightly to the table, enter into that kind of satisfaction of life that they long for, that they cannot have. Exodus 34 promises divine protection for those who came to the feast days. He says, neither will any man covet your land when you go up to appear before the Lord your God three times in a year. So the promise was, I will protect you. Uh, Psalm 51 promises he will be pleased with us. Now, I don't know about you, but feeling God's frown uh, of displeasure, not a cool thing. Feeling his smile of approval wonderful, to to feel God's pleasure upon us, wonderful. Deuteronomy 14.23 says that through this covenant meal we learn to fear the Lord. You shall eat before the Lord your God that you may learn to fear the Lord. And that truly is a blessing because the scripture says it's by the fear of the Lord that we depart from evil. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and prudence. Uh, we want the fear of the Lord. And actually, even the negative side of this meal, when we're in rebellion and He disciplines us uh, with, you know, in 1 Corinthians 11, it said weakness, sickness, uh, sometimes even death. But when you see the disciplines of the Lord, that produces the fear of the Lord and it causes us to want to walk rightly before Him. So that's a blessing. Jeremiah uh, told Israel that God would only be pleased with their eating of communion if they inclined their hearts and their ways to him. And it's a long rebuke. Nevertheless, smack dab in the middle of that rebuke, he commanded them to eat properly, says, that it may be well for you. Now, even though I see that blessing there, I read the thing and I get overwhelmed with the rebuke, but we can't miss the heart and purpose of the, the, the sacrament. It says, eat, that it may be well with you. Every area of your life that God's blessing may be upon you. Revelation 19 verse 9 says, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So they're blessed in some way. Revelation 2.17 says, To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So there's a condition there. Uh, The condition is we come as overcomers. By faith, we overcome. But what a blessing, deep intimacy with God. In Revelation 3 14 through 22, Jesus said that he was even outside that church. Nobody was taking communion with him there because they were not approaching him with faith and in holiness, but he promised. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. So that is sweet fellowship that is promised to those who have spiritual ears, to those who have the faith to open the door. But I love Deuteronomy 14, 29. It promises blessing in absolutely every area of our lives. Come and eat and be satisfied that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. And so even though God does discipline and he does judge those who despise and misuse the feast, we should always remember that First Corinthians 10, which has the most comprehensive list of judgments or disciplines that the Lord brings in connection with this meal, yet even in that Judgment passage, he does not call the cup of the Lord's table the cup of cursing. He calls it the cup of blessing which we bless. Why does he call it the cup of blessing? Because it pours out blessings in his people's lives if we approach it by faith. Uh, He says without faith it's impossible to please him, so it must be received by faith. But this meal is so important that it ought to grieve us when we're absent from it. And really, as soon as our covenant children, some of you covenant children have not yet come to the table... As soon as our covenant children understand the gospel, understand what the communion is about, and have a bare knowledge of it, you ought to instruct them and, and cause them desire to come to this meal and to receive of those blessings as well. Uh, we believe there's a minimum age of three, but God sets the bar pretty low. Why? Because he wants our children to enter into these blessings as well so if you're a brother or sister in Christ who's made a profession of faith, you've been admitted to the table by this church or some other church, uh, we, evangelical church, we invite you to enter into the blessing of the Lord by sharing in what we're doing here. We are saying, Lord, we're yours. Unconditional surrender. I give my life to you, and I thank you so much that you give your life unconditionally to me. That's what this table is all about. Let me read one more time. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. So come, come and be blessed this morning. Father God, we are so grateful to you that this is a meal not just of discipline, and even your disciplines are a blessing, but this is a meal of blessing upon blessing. And I pray that as your people partake, that they would not partake unworthily this morning, but that they would partake in faith with their sins confessed, uh, having declared to you an unconditional surrender to your kingship and a desire to follow after you. And we thank you, Father, for your unconditional uh, gift of your grace and your blessings to us. So we pray that you would set aside these common elements to a holy use, that you would be glorified in our partaking. In Christ's name, amen.